0: This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be financial or investment advice. Seek a licensed professional for investment advice about crypto or any other investment. Welcome back to the Blazing Crypto Podcast. We are Justin and Brandon, and this is episode 30. So happy to be with you all today uh, for the Blazing Update for this week. Uh, We are recording on Thursday, July 21st. And Justin, uh, you know, I've been at the beach the last few days, but the last few minutes before we jumped on to record, I was in another Discord, not the blazing crypto Discord, of course, but in another Discord debating the merits or lack thereof of Bitcoin Cash versus Bitcoin. So I needed to be saved from that. I need to refresh. I need to... Dial into a different, <laughs> different conversation here. So I'm happy to be with
1: you. Oh, Hopefully, your day has gone better than that. How's it going? No, it has. I've I've steered away from uh, such arguments, especially on Discord. So I think I think it's similar to just any other social media platform, basically. <laughs> Pointless banter where no one wins, and you know everyone walks away the yeah. same.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, Justin. Both of us have been on vacation a few times and a few trips. So glad to be uh, glad to be back for a little bit here and glad to record this episode uh, today. So uh, right off the bat, want to lead the show off uh, talking about the news that dropped yesterday, Wednesday the twentieth. Uh, Tesla had their Q two earnings call and whoa bam! We got the news and note that yeah. Tesla had sold. Liquidated 75% of their Bitcoin position and crypto Twitter went absolutely bonkers. Um, Justin, as we were talking about it, I, you know, it's like, you know, Elon Musk and Tesla are the at least corporate, you know, magazine cover or whatever cover child for, um, you know, uh, the corporations buying Bitcoin in the moment, you know, they announced they sold. Yeah. It's like they're, you know, dead to me and whatever. Um, so of <laughs> course, you know, just overreaction, all or nothing, you know, got to be real emotional about it. But I, I'm curious, I know you've got some some points here and some some takes and and, and really perspective here. So I'm curious, how are you processing this Tesla news? Um, I know it's not bullish for price,
1: but uh, is any part of this yeah. bullish for you? I would argue yes. I mean, it's definitely not bullish for immediate price. You know, I think that we can say that. But um, no, I think when when I say, oh, it's bullish on a macro level, um, man, it was funny. I, I got on Twitter today and it was like it was literally like everyone had their feelings hurt. Everyone in crypto had their feelings hurt that Tesla decided to sell some. And like you said, there was a lot of, there was a lot of angry <laughs> people. Um, but the, one of the things that stood out to me was like, okay, well, why It's not like why are we expecting people to like only buy and never sell? You know what I mean? In uh, another angle, I was thinking like, well, right, you know corporations like, um, like Tesla, for example, they're gonna buy Bitcoin and sell bitcoin and hold bitcoin whatever decision they're making they're making that with a very different mindset than i am for my own personal finance right so i don't know i kind of zoom out and i look at the whole situation and i'm like okay tesla decided to buy bitcoin and they decided to then sell some because they want more cash for their you know for their balance sheet or whatever um but like they still have a lot of bitcoin as well and they said they're they're more than willing to to buy more again so i almost see the whole situation is like okay this is a perfect institutional use case um why why should i be angry about this like if if every company was doing what tesla was doing you know maybe the price of bitcoin would actually be a lot higher so that's one angle to that's one angle to look at it from <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And like you said, they still hold
0: 25% of their original position. Uh, I think one thing I wanted to, um, you know, highlight is that, I guess, first of all, um, again, we talk a lot about the news and not being misled by the news. But when the news broke, right, everyone turned bearish and they go to sell positions and, oh, no. And it's like, no, guy, like, guys, like, they didn't sell it. Like they didn't click sell on the earnings call, right? They didn't sell like the previous day, like this sell happened right. weeks ago. Well, so it's just, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe they did it, you know, slowly. And, and there was some speculation that when crypto had dropped from thirty, you know, down into the low twenties, um, that maybe that was when it was. And again, maybe it was sort of scattered about. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But it's like, man, the level of just, you know, I, part of me just like, we've, we've got to have, people have got to, we got to think better than that, right? I mean, you right. can't, you just can't hear the news as if it's like, in real time, they're talking about it as the, the order <laughs> book is being fulfilled. Like, it's not, come on, like, it's just not how it, how it works, right? So, um, and obviously we're trying, that's why we did the whole podcast on the news, right? It's like... The news is the biggest lagging thing, right? Like none of it is happening in real time. By the time we know about it, it's happened weeks ago, maybe months ago. Um, I think the other thing that was really, really impressive to me is, and to be fair, when Bitcoin fell from 30 to 20K, to use round numbers, we didn't know that Tesla had sold. Again, I'm going to assume they sold there. At least they were selling there. We didn't know that. But the, and I'm going to use kind of a technical term here, the spot buying demand at, at these levels has been really, really strong. So spot buying, you know, would cover things like Justin, you and I buying, you know, any, any, anybody listening to the show buying on Coinbase or, you know, whatever exchange you're using to buy Bitcoin on, but you're not using leverage, Um You know, it would include any, frankly, any company buying or any investor buying that's not using, you know, borrowed cash uh, leverage to buy. And we've, it's really, really encouraging to see us hitting a level like the previous cycle all time high, 19K, 20K, and to see all this spot buying demand. And kind of as predicted, we did dip down to like 17.5 or 17.8. But we were not under 19K for very long. Like, if you got a buy in under 19K, like, good on you, right? I did not. I bought, I think, at 19,100, 19,500, 19,700. I got a few buys in. Um, so I guess those two things just really, really sort of stand out to me in sort of like trying to react in like non emotional ways. Yeah. But yeah, any, any reaction to that or further highlights on the Tesla news?
1: Yeah, I just think, I think the, I guess the frame of mind that I'm in kind of like when I hear the Tesla news is, um, you know, watching everyone overreact on Twitter. My first thought is, okay, like, I don't want to overreact. Like when everyone's doing this, you know, I need to be like looking out for something. I should have my eyes open basically. Um, but I I think that's the major takeaway and and the reality that kind of like what I said, you know. Companies can buy Bitcoin and companies can sell Bitcoin. And I, I do think that there are a number of companies, you know, that look at, you know, they're watching the Tesla kind of like be a guinea pig almost, you know, for the public setting uh, and really seeing, OK, like they were able to sell off their Bitcoin quickly, liquidate it and improve their cash, you know, cash earnings essentially uh, to end the quarter. So I think there's a there's a there's definitely a positive side to see it. And that's kind of the thing that I want to focus on.
0: Yeah, no matter how all this turns out, again, I'm I'm very positive about the way where all that's headed, and even Tesla buying back in, and maybe Tesla buying back in, it won't be as much of a, a PR uh, a PR splash. Although you know they will have to announce it, right? Especially a publicly traded company yep. taking a major position, adding it to the treasury, it's gonna those things have to be announced. But no matter what happens. Tesla is forever a part of the uh, Bitcoin story uh, as one of the the first major (laughs) corporations to take a major position, I think a billion billion and a half dollar position in uh, spring of 2021, which just caused price to go ham, as as the kids say. So uh, I will also say, just for what it's worth, we talk a lot about uh, taking profits, and I was not able to take monetary profits this week. You could maybe argue that I should have, but... I did take some profits in the sense of uh, while all of this was going down, I was uh, I was under the shade on uh, on a beach, um, taking in taking in the rays, and uh, I actually didn't know any of this had happened until about nine p.m. Uh, last night. So taking profits in more than one way, but uh, it was good to I mean in reality be disconnected because none of this affected me right. None of it had any impact on me. So it was almost good just to not even know about it. I didn't have to react to it. I just got to read about everybody else's, everybody else's reaction. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right, shifting gears here, um, Yeah, so if you listened to last week's show, uh, we recorded uh, Thursday last week as well, and we covered an idea. And uh, I think it was during the kind of the macro update, the Fed update. And um, I mentioned this idea that number one, you know, we had talked about a few alt charts, altcoin charts looked promising, they were sort of rounding. Uh, and maybe about to test uh, some previous resistance and maybe looked decent for the first time in about two or three months um, or six months. <laughs> um, but yeah. but the idea <laughs> of we floated <laughs> we floated the idea that a relief rally might be uh, coming. and one of the specific points we made was that if the markets believed that um, jerome powell he's the, the 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 head or the chairman of the fed it's called a powell pivot right that he if, if the markets believed that they were going to pause rate hikes where this upcoming one next week uh the fomc meeting next week um on wednesday and thursday if that was going to be the last hike for a while might be seventy-five points. Might be a hundred points. Um, maybe they get just one big, one big more swing in before they pause hikes for a while. If the market kind of got wind of that and wanted to front-run it, um, we had just been pushed down for so long. We had gone down three legs in the markets on the crypto side. Um, that we were just due for a relief rally, right? So there's a lot of we talked last week about sort of uh, kind of confluence of a couple of events that looked pretty promising. Um, And so, you know, again, I'm just, I'm not in the business of predicting stuff, but, but yeah, I think we got that right. I think we, um, you know, again, it's just, stuff doesn't, even in a bear market, stuff does not go down and down and down and down and down and down forever. It has, it has to, it has to bounce. So, you know, we've talked about, this is not a reversal. This is not, you know, we have not shifted into a bullish move, um, we have not changed the, the the macro trend. This is simply a uh, a relief uh, bounce. So, Justin, anything there to add on relief bounces? Um, you are always very good to remind me that it's coming. Um, even a few times, I've gone to cut a position, and you said, "Hey, like, just remember, remember, you're going to get a relief bounce. You know, maybe wait for that." And you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you've been. You've been right anything to add there on the relief rally uh, or, or anything related to that
1: yeah i think uh as you were saying that it's kind of funny i was thinking about a lot of the stuff we've talked about in recent weeks about having these you know momentum and you have equal momentum and we've got these like whatever there's balls that are bouncing and it's like oh wow physics actually applies to you know the rules of crypto so it's pretty funny but i think uh yeah like you know, it's not like dropping a, a, a 50 pound weight on the ground. <laughs> that's not how price action, you know, works. It doesn't go like straight down uh, in one vertical move, right? Um, so I think that's the um, the big thing to watch out for is wait for the relief bounce and also, you know, don't get overly excited by them. Uh, and if if you can have patience, a lot of times it's gonna drop down again and that's when you you can start, you know, taking good entries, so. Yeah, the last thing we want to do is you know, FOMO in ape
0: in, you know, take take the cash we had parked on the sidelines and as soon as all the lights look like they're turning green, then move all that cash in, right? The time to be buying was when everything was, you know, drop 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 on that third bounce, you know, that third drop. Yep. It's like, you know, when everyone is calling for, you know, again, Bitcoin at 10k, right? Uh, we we covered that last week. So, yeah, just don't, don't overreact. Uh, we think we're going to get another touch down at the 20K level and maybe even a little bit lower uh, than that. One thing I also wanted to mention, uh, kind of related to some of this, is I, I just thought it was fascinating. I mean, there are a number of companies, whether uh, that are publicly traded, uh, NASDAQ or otherwise, in the stock market, where they are... Uh, Bitcoin companies—they they either mine Bitcoin or they're an exchange like Coinbase. Uh, you've got things like MicroStrategy that has taken a heavy uh, treasury position uh, with Bitcoin. Those stocks have performed very, very, very well this week. Um, they also—some of them went down a lot uh, during the the drop, you know, four or six weeks ago. But I just. I just want to call out, right? Uh, inertia or whatever works a little bit there too. The things that fall the fastest often rise the fastest. But I do want to point out that with crypto moving and everything moving, the sort of Bitcoin related stocks did very well. I'll just say I don't I don't own any Coinbase stock. I don't own any sort of Coinbase or uh, Bitcoin based stock. You know what I mean by that? I don't own any of those. But there are a few of those that have my attention obviously not financial advice for that. It's just something I watch a hundred things. That's one of the things I'm watching. It's just, it's fascinating um, to me. Uh, But Justin, one of the things that uh, we noticed is this week, actually Ethereum, Ethereum jumped out of the gates really, really hard. um, For a large part of this sort of relief bounce, relief rally, um, sort of early to mid-week, re- Ethereum actually led this rally. Um, I know you had a few points you wanted to sort of talk about, perspective to provide about where Ethereum is, not just sort of zooming in, but actually zooming out a little bit as well.
1: Yeah, I think, well, a lot of this has to do with kind of like what you mentioned, is that when something drops hard, you expect you know a harder bounce as well. And that's kind of like... That is kind of what Ethereum did basically over the last, really the last three months, um, four months. Ethereum was dropping a lot harder than, say, Bitcoin was, Um, you know, especially when kind of everything just started crashing a few months ago. Uh, But so, you know, if you're keeping that in mind, you're going to see that and think, okay, I should expect Ethereum uh, to bounce harder than some of the other stuff um when it does bounce and that's exactly what happened um so i think yeah it was it was encouraging to see ethereum um sort of like lead the market um because to me i'm seeing the price action i'm just like okay that's that's healthy one of the things though on ethereum i think it's um i guess it's easy to get carried away with seeing the price action and that's usually where you start like chasing things um you know buying something after it just went through a 15 you know 15 percent bounce 20 percent bounce um ethereum actually was up at one point 50 percent uh within a week time uh time frame so yeah it was um it was a pretty big bounce but uh yeah all that to say you really want to avoid um trying to purchase things when they're on the top of that range because a lot of times you know Ethereum, let's say it's it's reaching like a major resistance level, which right now it's basically seventeen hundred dollars. Um, there's like there's a lot of selling pressure up there um, because there's just a lot of traders. They're looking at charts and they're saying, okay, like this is where the supply and the demand should really kick in. Um, so I think as we get, you know, higher up and start approaching that seventeen hundred dollar mark, that's kind of when i I'm, I'm going to expect to see it get rejected. And we might even be seeing that right now. I, I know it got up to, I think, 1600 um, just a few days ago. Pretty
0: close, yeah. Pretty close, if not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, again, that's, especially when you see an asset that's hot, right? Not just doing well, but doing mm-hmm. really well. Everyone's talking about it if you're on Twitter or whatever. And it's like, oh, man, I've, I've been thinking about getting some for two or three weeks. I waited. Oh well, I better get in now before it it doubles, right? And 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 again, that's right. something just we try to keep an eye on with some of these resistance levels uh, with the charts you post. Uh, in terms of just just being mindful of that, but just as a general rule, we never want to buy into major resistance. It's just a it's
1: yeah. just a normally especially a bad thing to a, especially a in a bear market. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially especially in a bear in market. A bear market. Like, exactly. You can, um, you know, it's funny, when Bitcoin is approaching its all-time <laughs> high, I think this is like, I, I guess, you know, basically two years ago, um, it was approaching its all-time high again. And in that situation, I was buying aggressively because I was expecting it to, to break through and, you know, go straight to a million dollars. But the rest is history. So. <laughs> no, it'll be straight. Um, when we one, zoom out far enough, it'll be straight. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, just make it like the decade chart. You're looking at one candle uh, last decade. <laughs> no mercy. No, but the, um, one, I was going to say one other kind of like thing to mention on, um, on the bear market scenario where you have these, you know, these relief rallies, some of them can be very, very big. You know, uh, for example, the last time in 2018, uh, Ethereum went, during the bear market, it went from $75 up to $350. Um, and, that, you know, that's like a, a 5x move during a bear market, right? So I think, I think part of the problem, what makes it so hard, is when you start to see that aggressive of growth, that type of volatility happening, you know, and it feels like it's, you know, a desert out there you want to jump in because you want to be part of the action. And I think that's the part you have to really, right. I guess, overcome in your brain and just say, no, I can have patience. Like it's going to come back down. The market's volatile. I need to let that work in my favor. But no, it's just a, I know that's some of the voices that have been in my head over the last few years when uh, I've been tempted to buy into relief rallies. It's really hard to stay on the sidelines.
0: Right. And yeah, again, you, I think asking yourself, um, you know, one of the core four items is buying on a, on a, you know, a larger cycle mindset time frame Right. And like where in the larger cycle are we right? And we are clearly dead in the middle of the bear market and that's not going to change tomorrow all of a sudden. Um, and even if right. we did see one of those two X three X four X pumps, um, you buy you buy at this the the back half of that pump, and yeah, I mean you might be down you might be down seventy percent eighty percent on what you bought, right? Because you bought in a bear yeah. market, right? So just have to be careful. I mean, one thing I think it's it, this is really tough, um, especially if you're like for instance I try to I try not to be in a lot of stuff at one time. It's just not good for yep. me mentally and whatever. And one thing that's difficult is you're looking at 10 coins, but you only have exposure to three of them. And one of the ones that you were looking at, reading about, you know, for me you know, doing research on, it takes off, right? And I think one thing you have to say to yourself, you have to dial in the mindset of, hey, like, awesome, I'm It's really cool that I was looking at something that did well like that, but I didn't have that token or coin. I missed that, right? And it's like either you had it or you didn't. You can't buy the thing halfway up. Like it's just not a. It's just such a bad instinct that's got to be sort of trained and you know knocked back down. I guess uh, to put it that way. But (laughs) um, one last point for one last point for me also is. If you're on a token that um, really, really out, outperforms the market, does really well in a in a week time frame or, or a, a month time frame, a few come to mind uh, from past bull, uh, bear markets. Sorry, but if you're on a if you're on a token that's just outperforming the entire market, that's a, you you really ought to consider. Assuming again, you've considered tax implications and other things like that, right? Um, which we're not here to, to you know speak into. But that's a time when we would think about taking profits into, I mean, for, for me, I would probably take profits into Ethereum or into Bitcoin, maybe into USD. Um, I know I had a Litecoin trade where I held it and just held it and held it and held it. And finally, I got some action in a bear market. It just ran hot for like five days. And I ended up selling it and making a 3X. Um you know, Chainlink and uh, Tezos or Tezos did that in the last bear market where it's like nothing else is doing well and they cannot stop ripping. I didn't have either one of those. If you're on those coins, man, you have to take profits. Justin, you're the king of taking profits, right? So
1: tell us a little more about that. No, I think the, it obviously kind of taking profits doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean going straight into U.S. dollars or, or whatever? Um, you can, right. I think, one of the big things you did right there is you highlighted taking profits. I would just say you've got money moving in one direction, and it's towards less, you know, less risky assets. <laughs> so, you know, for example, if NFTs were to run right now, I would probably sell some of my NFTs if they if they did really well. And put that into Solana or Ethereum or maybe even Bitcoin, but the main thing is, I you know, if you're on something that's a lot higher risk, and you're and you just happen to you know, it's like striking gold, right? Like you ride something that went two or three X in a bear market. That's a great time to just move it over into something else that hasn't pumped or at least has like a pumped a lot less. Um, and in a, in a bull market, it's almost like people get away with not taking profits and it just keeps going up and up and up but in a bear market like it only goes up so far usually 15 or 20 percent um and then it's just going to get wrecked again so those are good those are good windows of opportunity to take advantage of
0: for sure for sure and uh, shifting gears to our next big point uh, it dovetails really well there uh, i think what we just saw with this relief rally and also the way things uh, bottomed, at least on a you know local level, um, for a little while there, it's really, really important to set price targets in advance. Um, this is something that I think, you know, if you sort of just watch the market, like you're sort of like a a spectator, you know what I mean? You just sort of follow price and whatever. And it's like, you know, it goes down and then it goes up and, and you know, you sort of are just like doing things based off of, of whatever movement, you know, is interesting to you. Like zooming out and identifying, okay, where, you know, historically, right? And we've, we've done this, um, so on the podcast and also definitely more heavily in Discord. Where Where do I think Solana is going to retrace to based off the way coins like it have performed in the past in a bear market, right? So we set a target of, you know, 30 bucks. And we basically said 30 bucks and I'm just, I'm going to hit the, I'm going to smash the button. Um, Same with Bitcoin and Ethereum. And so we talked about a couple weeks ago the fact that like all of those price targets that we had set, they all hit same week and they hit faster than we expected. So, I mean, good, you know, good for us, good for, you know, the people listening or people, um, you know, kind of following that in Discord. It's like, okay, your targets hit, right? Like the plan, you know activate the plan but at that point you kind of have to decide am i <laughs> going to move the goal posts am i you know we talked about that too right am i going to take solana down to 15 or 18 dollars now so it's important to set price targets in advance otherwise it's like you kind of never know when to when to push the button you know when to push the buy button but you have to activate the plan when it gets there and again I know in our group we have people that bought Bitcoin. I know we have somebody that got a seventeen thousand something buy on Bitcoin. Justin, you got a buy in Ethereum. I know under nine hundred dollars. Okay. Um, I bought the. I got lucky. I bought the stone bottom on Solana at twenty seven bucks. I got a few a few buys in there, and then again at thirty three dollars. But the point is like buying buying the lower levels there is just. Even if we go lower than that, like that, that is the right decision. Um, And we may, you know, I I have, I've mentioned this before, but I have some Solana and and so a few other things in a, in a crypto Roth IRA and, or, you know, retirement account. And it's like, yeah, if Solana gets up to 80 bucks in the bear market and we're showing sort of no signs of that, you know, turning around into a bull market, I'm taking profits and I'll rebuy when it revisits 20 or 30 bucks again. Right. So Um, if you buy low, you have so many options, but just a reminder, like it's really, really, really important to set price targets in advance. It takes a lot of the, the thinking out of play and all you have to do is act when it actually
1: gets there. Yep. Yeah. And the value isn't like the value in that isn't trying to, whatever, trying to predict the number or trying to like. You know trying to brag to your friends or whatever that you're able to hit the number it's the fact that you're creating a plan that you can set into motion because i mean brandon you know anybody involved in crypto knows uh, at least as long as as long as you've been part of a crypto bull market how crazy hard it is to sell when things are pumping really really crazy you know, 'Cause you're like, oh, I don't want to sell too early, I wanna like capitalize on this move. Right. Um, but that's what those plans are like that's why you have those price targets is it really helps you create a plan that, you know, hopefully gives you some some good profit margins on your trade, and then you can execute the plan.
0: Yeah, and to be clear, that last point is really, really good. I did not buy at twenty seven because I thought twenty seven was the bottom. I bought at 27 because it was below the price target we were set, We had set. Yep. Right. So that's why I said I got, I mean, in one sense, I got lucky, right? I mean, whether it had gone down to 23, I'd have bought down at 23 again. The point isn't, none of us are calling bottoms here. We're setting price targets to buy. And, you know, one of my goals in the bear market was to average, and I think yours too, Justin, was to average, basically average into Solana at $30. So I've got a stack a goal anything, I want yeah. in Solana, you know, so anything I'm buying below $30 like game on. So again, it's a mindset thing um and it takes a little bit of preparation. You know, if this is of interest to you, I mean, you know, seriously like join join our group. Like this is the kind of stuff we talk about and and, and you know, even though it, it takes a little bit of effort, right? You can set an alert on your phone that if price goes below X, right? Like send me a notification. I mean, it's seriously the, some of this stuff, it really doesn't take that much effort, but you have to do it in advance and you have to, you know, so again, that's what we're, that's what we're here for. And that's what we're trying to, you know, that's what we're trying to take advantage of. So, I mean, really happy to see that, that play out this way. Um, and obviously, happy for those in our group that got some, uh, you know, some really good buys. And I, am, I tell you what, though, I am jealous of the, the like the seventeen thousand eight hundred dollar buy on Bitcoin. <laughs> I remember when I got that text from one of the people in our group, and I was just like, that. I mean, yeah, like that's just a, that may yep. end up being a bottom buy. Maybe it's not, but it's in, it's at the bottom, right, from a range uh, perspective. Yep, All sure. right, um, a few questions to talk about as we uh, look to wrap up here. Um, Justin in terms of kind of what we are expecting next you know I'm just going to kind of open this discussion Um, this is kind of come in from a few different angles you know so I'm just going to kind of serve it up and 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 hopefully you know just take it from here you know again relief bounce um, I believe we're still expecting revisiting the low marks right so again a reminder Solana that would be $25 $25 to $30, Ethereum, $800, you know, Bitcoin back down somewhere between fifteen dollars and $20,000. Is that still your expectation? And obviously, we're, we can't make full four projections. But basically, Justin, are you are you acting on that as if you expect that to happen?
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. And a few reasons, I guess, like why I would expect that to happen. One is... Um, has a lot to do with just the correlation between crypto um, and traditional markets right now um, especially the tech you know tech stocks and stuff like that i'm not expecting you know the economy overall to just have a v-shaped recovery um, so i think that kind of sets the tone for okay recession you know probably going sideways for a while lots of volatility especially on some of the higher risk stuff like crypto um, so that's, that's a big reason. But then also, you know, even if you look at previous bull, uh, bull markets and bear markets, um, a lot of the, you know, the bear markets, when we have a huge sell-offs, like what we've had on Bitcoin, Ethereum and, you know, everything else, you know, you're going to see that bear market go into an accumulation phase that usually lasts like at least 10 to 18 months. So and that usually doesn't start that phase doesn't actually start until the final bottom price has been hit um so let, let's say that was um a few weeks ago when everything was around seven you know bitcoin is around seventeen thousand. then i'm expecting kind of like sideways chop basically into next summer maybe even next fall uh 2023. so in my opinion we have lots of time uh but obviously you know things crazy things things can happen so <laughs> <laughs> try not to predict but i'm trying to at least set my own expectations.
0: Yeah. And again if you're buying um you know even if you bought the bottom of this move and we go one more leg down in 3 years you will be a very happy person uh if things you know hold the way they've been going. So again just focus on making good buys and i mean how you know if you've DCA every week or you DCA twice a month or once a month you know, if you've been buying for six months and you buy for another 18 months, I mean, you can get two years of buys in at decent, decent levels. And some of those are going to be really unbelievably great buys. Um, yeah, a few points for me. I'm I'm not going to make any projections here, but I want to tag a few notes that we will come back to. Uh, it's it's still a bit early. Um So a couple of things. You know, first of all, just say at kind of a um, there's a lot of noise right now and discussion. I don't mean noise in a bad way. There's just a lot of discussion right now around uh, around the recession thing. And recession is kind of a is a technical like you know you have to a certain kind of you know statistical thing has to happen from like you know growth from the past year to this year to actually be called a recession. But it's like by the time it's actually declared a recession, we've probably been in it for six months, right? So (laughs) I wanted to say that um, a lot of the study I've been doing, recessions are not created equal. So don't, you know, basically recessions look like, you know, one or two or three different shades. So... Just don't necessarily assume out the gate that if they say the word recession that it absolutely will be like another recession you read about. Maybe maybe not. They're all a little bit unique um, and they do follow a pattern, but it, but it may not it may not look like 2008, but it might. So I'm just sort of saying like be open-minded. Um, don't just hear recession and go, oh, it has to play out this way. Um, just a quick, uh, quick side note there. For example, there's one kind of recession where, in the first half of it, basically everyone's flush with cash, and you don't see spending go down. That sound familiar? If you've traveled this summer, if you, I mean, you know, if you've been whatever, right? So, I just, again, just, just don't make any, don't make any massive assumptions there, and, and kind of have your head up on that. The second point I'll make is there's a lot a lot of discussion happening around um, a midterm a midterm rally so we've got in the. US we've got midterm elections coming up in November historically midterm um, elections have been sort of catalysts that's maybe not the right word for market growth and maybe that's because you know the Fed takes their boot off the neck so to speak and kind of eases up um, to create sort of good feelings good vibes I don't know but the point is, um, there's a lot of talk about that and we're still kind of reading diving looking into that um, you know and, and again we'll we'll kind of keep everybody up to date if, in terms of our stance on that but again we may it's it's not uncommon to have a pretty good size rally in a bear market and that's something that if it happens uh, we'll see we want to be uh, prepared for because that would not that would not signal a, a bull trend right you know in a very short time frame. But that does not a reversal trend into a new bull market. So we just want to make sure everybody is up to speed on uh, those kinds of things. Justin, any parting shots before we get everybody out of here?
1: No, I think uh, just say you know keep your keep your nose to the grinder. You know, keep at it, keep learning. If you've been if you've kind of been going through crypto for the last six months, it's been a uh, it's been quite the Roller coaster. It's almost like a roller coaster that goes straight down. So, uh, I was, I was just thinking, you know, uh, the light is at the end of the tunnel, and we can't see it yet, but it'll eventually get here. So, <laughs> stick to it, and uh, I think that patience and that you know commitment will really pay off.
0: Yeah, if you're still listening, good for you. Kudos to you. <laughs> um, I, just a reminder, right? Like in in the markets, wealth is made in the bear season, in the bear market. So that's why we're here. That's why we continue to stack. And hopefully, again, I was telling my wife, my goal is to make 10,000 good decisions. And I think at the end of that are some really great outcomes. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Excited to, again, walk this trail path with you and, um, you know, couldn't be more excited about the future. And, and, and again, like Justin said, we will, uh, we will get there. It will not always be winter forever. So uh, with that, for Justin, I'm Brandon. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. For more information, check out our website at blazingcrypto.io. Additionally, if you have friends that are new to crypto, share our trailhead videos from our website, which is a great way to get introduced to crypto.